0: Good afternoon, folks. Welcome back to The Rob Mana Show Live. Uh, as always, we look forward to your comments, and we will address some of those comments and questions that you may ask with my guest. Uh, but today's show is titled, What Really Happened to Veteran Ashley Babbitt at the January 6th Capitol riot? Americans who are paying attention have been asking this and many other questions about what happened in the U.S. Capitol that day. Unfortunately, the propaganda media and U.S. government narrative that this was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States and the hundreds of arrests and prosecutions for participants' actions that day has precluded access to many eyewitnesses. Fortunately, on today's show, we have an eyewitness to the riots, the shooting of Ms. Babbitt, and what has been happening since this tragic event. On January 28th, our guest wrote, quote, today the public is being told half-truths by biased media corporations to paint an unrealistic dream narrative against Trump and his tens of millions of supporters, close quote, in the Gateway Pundit as he described what he witnessed on January 6th in his travels to the Capitol on foot and into the Capitol building itself. He documented Antifa, Press members and agent provocateurs, the press members for Antifa were staging narrative building photos, and Black Lives Matter Antifa supporter and violent rioter, John Earl Sullivan, who was arrested and released and then rearrested and charged after information that he was paid over $70,000 for his video footage by CNN and other media outlets was made public. Our guest today was there, and is willing to tell the truth about what happened, and just the truth. Please welcome journalist, brand new podcast host, and founder of Baby Lives Matter, Taylor Hanson, to The Rob Manis Show. Rob. Hey, Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to have you on. I know you're very busy. You've got a new podcast up, and we want to talk about that a little bit, but... Uh, but You know, there's there's even news being made today uh, and yesterday by Politico about how you know the prosecutions that are occurring of the people that were in the Capitol are being charged with trespassing, which uh, most of them are. Over 240 uh, are being charged with trespassing, and the thing that's falling apart is any insurrection charges, sedition. We haven't been able to see any prosecutors really come up with the facts that would support those outlandish claims by the president, the Democrat politicians, some Republican politicians that are in office, and of course, the crazy left-wing corporate media, their propagandists. Uh, So it's gonna be embarrassing for the Biden administration, but I think at the same time, the American people deserve to know exactly what happened from people that were eyewitnesses to the event Maybe, uh, someone like you who who really, you know, uh, is an independent observer. Uh, and uh, and I know you're a conservative, but you were there as an independent journalist. And it's amazing what you wrote in your article on Gateway Pundit on on January 28th. But I was watching your Twitter feed on the 6th when Miss Babbitt got killed. So I knew that you were close by there. And we've talked a little bit uh, through uh, DMs and everything about your challenges with intelligence agencies and those kind of things since then. But just briefly tell our viewers uh, in depth what you saw that day as you traveled from where the president's speech was given up to the Capitol and then inside.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have been covering I mean, riots for months. I was there night 100 when Antifa Molotov, their own. I mean, that is some of the craziest police force, you know, reaction that I've ever seen in my life. And, you know, I come from a a family of law enforcement and veterans. I have a high respect for all of them, at least the ones that want to do their job. And what I saw that day was the it it made me sick. I mean, truly, I have never seen police brutality like that on a massive scale. I mean, there, there was a riot for over an hour and a half. I was sitting there. I'm recording. I'm looking cops in the eyes and they're shooting me in the leg with their pepper balls just for no reason. I mean, I had to put people out that were on fire. And one thing I'd like to touch on especially is we all know Trump's base is so religious. I mean, it is a cult. It's, it's essentially a cult. And as are the Democrats and any other political following, his save America speech was the last scheduled speech of his presidency. So why would all these Trump supporters, be in the Capitol, have breached the Capitol grounds 19 minutes prior to him finishing his speech. It doesn't make any sense and it doesn't add up. And what I really noticed yeah. is as, you know, about 20 minutes um, into his speech, that's when a four, uh, the first initial group started forming and there was a few guys walking around saying, hey, we're going to go to the Capitol. We're going to Capitol. Let's get a group together. Let's go. And, you know, I thought that was a little weird. And me and Savannah Hernandez and Elijah Schaefer, um, we were all reporting together on the ground that day and we all followed up. And seriously, within two minutes of us actually reaching outside of Capitol grounds, they had breached every single barrier and they had initialized the uh, basically the area right outside the Capitol doors where they were going to riot for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, They they pushed up the stairs. And I mean, the, the media wants to say that all of these people died, these six people that died in the Capitol, I believe, is what it's come to now. They they died of natural medical conditions, and I'll tell you that right now is not true. That's a complete lie. Ashley Babbitt didn't die in the hospital like they said, and I mean they punched a man offside of the Capitol and said he died from natural medical conditions, and we watched it. Everyone did, and everyone was so mad about it. It was it was just some of the most horrendous stuff I've truly ever seen.
0: Wow, so so uh, you mentioned in, in your writings that uh, yeah, folks, I don't think. Uh, Taylor meant what you think he meant when he used the term cult. He, he's talking about highly it's devoted partisans exactly. uh, or highly devoted people to a, uh, to a, uh, to an individual that's uh, a leader or whatever. Uh, that well, does exhibit cult-like qualities. Okay, mm-hmm. folks. Uh, so I understand, I get it, but uh When you when you wrote your article uh, and your initial tweets and everything, you mentioned some Antifa people that you recognized. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, because the media and and look, I've I've written and published articles, several articles about John Sullivan, the BLM Antifa violent guy from Utah that was there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And I get told all the time, well, there's no Antifa, no Black Lives Matter, no." Uh, none of these agent provocateurs from these organizations were there. Uh, and uh, uh, But you mentioned that you spotted some and that you knew them because you've been out to Portland and those kind of places where they've been the most active, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they weren't hiding it. I mean, in chats months prior to it, I mean, they, they were talking about how they wanted to interfere. They wanted to, you know, go undercover and cause these problems, basically be, act as these agent provocateurs you know, they have these telegram chats, they have everything, they're not hard to get into. And they were talking about this months prior, you know, dressing up in MAGA gear, causing mm-hmm. stuff, getting media attention. You know, This is nothing that, it, it's, it's old news, you know, this is stuff they've done. And one thing I truly didn't expect, you know, when I was on the ground, I'm recognizing these people and I didn't put it together at the time. You know, I have videos walking right up to them, getting the, the lady, one of the uh, Antifa press that was setting up the uh, photo shoots with an agent provocateur attacking a police officer. And you know, I walked right up to her and I said, "Oh, you're from Portland, right?" Because I recognized her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, she she nodded and kind of got freaked out and walked right away. But the media, you know, like you said, you know, they are just hell bent on framing this on Trump supporters and Trump supporters only. We are the insurrectionists. You know, that's it. That's the narrative. And then when you have John Sullivan, which is there where I actually started my undercover journalism, is here in Utah, where I live currently. Mm -hmm. His group, Insurgents USA, that's where I started everything. You know, I went undercover with them for about two, two and a half months. They were involved in some super violent stuff out here. Utah doesn't riot. Utah's a conservative state. All of a sudden, George Floyd dies. There's riots. I'm getting attacked. Police cars are getting flipped over and lit on fire. But they were littered all throughout. You know, there's I have videos of Antifa changing, actually, inside the Capitol. There's Antifa changing clothes in bushes outside of the Capitol as well. And Mm -hmm. I said, why, why, why in any logical mind or thinking, rational thought, would somebody be changing their clothes out of gear into more identifiable gear if they know it's a riot? It doesn't make any sense unless they wanted to paint a narrative. And they were everywhere.
0: Yeah. So did you see, uh, now I saw videos of what looked like police officers opening the doors from the inside and welcoming folk Trump supporters into the building. Uh, did you see any of that activity? Um, I did see some of that, yes. I mean, a
1: lot of those videos um, are taken out of context, I will say so. Um, A lot yeah. of them are, you know, rioters and protesters actually over and kind of collapse o- around the barrier. And they have no choice except to retreat right. back and basically find yeah. some better ground. And, um, But there was some of that. Yeah, absolutely. It got to a point where they were opening doors for people and welcoming in. I mean, police officers were having friendly conversations, um, not so much when the riot was actually going and they were being attacked and everybody, I mean, the most violent riot I've seen to this date. They weren't letting people pass at that point. But once they pushed past those Capitol stairs after that initial riot, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, windows are being break broken and, you know, cops are opening doors and everybody's walking up. And I have a video where I'm literally, I get another Antifa um, provocateur on camera of him taking off his face mask real quick. Cause he wants a sip of water and he hurry and puts it back on when he sees I'm recording. And yeah, there's just cops standing right off to the side, watching everybody walk in. You know, I have the moments of when I walk into the Capitol on camera and, no cops to be found. There's actually, right as I walk in, one cop is walking mm-hmm. right out. Just walks right past me, doesn't say a word, and everybody is just funneling in. And yeah, I mean, the cops even inside, I'm um, up to where Ashley Babbitt was shot. I mean, there were there was three of them standing right next to her in the window seal, and three SWAT members down on the stairs that didn't feel the need to use any excessive force or even a verbal warning. And that it just shows you yeah. they were let in, they were allowed to do these things. It was an inside job, absolutely.
0: Well, it's it's not like people haven't been let into even Nancy Pelosi's office before. We've we've seen AOC protesters, Greenpeace protesters, whatever they want to call themselves. Exactly, but that wasn't
1: an insurrection. uh,
0: Camped out uh in there and and crazy people during the Kavanaugh hearings coming in to all kinds of places uh that were highly sensitive. And none of that was an insurrection. Uh and I think I think that's kind of your point is is that you? Uh, you didn't really see an insurrection; you saw a riot, and the riot was primarily out on the west side of the Capitol, on those steps out there in that area. Is that correct? The riot activity, yes. the, the main riot. Yeah, activity. I mean it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, about an hour, an hour and a half straight, and even then, you know, with the narrative being painted against Trump supporters rioting, absolutely, there were Trump supporters rioting. A hundred percent. it's undeniable. You know, there's been charges; yeah. people have been arrested rested on it, but it wasn't entirely Trump supporters. And that's the narrative they're trying to paint. What happened is Antifa came in, they did their job. This was Antifa's finest moment in history. This is what they were built up to do was this one Mm -hmm. moment. And they came in, provoked the police to a point where they were being brutal. The most brutal resistance I have ever seen from a police Mm -hmm. force. And, you know, that's going to piss Trump supporters off. They're back the blue. They love the police. And then the one people they feel like still have their backs turn on them and are brutalizing them like they have never I mean even imagined before so that was the reaction that's all it took was lighting that spark getting that mm-hmm. initial attack from the police and it was done and then you and actually the police have were really responding
0: side, right? the police were responding from what you saw against the 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 Antifa folks that were provoking that is that correct
1: Oh, absolutely! Do I mean, those it? are the, the Antifa provocateurs were the main ones actually being violent, starting the fights, getting pepper sprayed, and I mean, they were really trying to crack down on them. But you can only do so much when you're being attacked by an angry mob, realistically. And there's so much going on around you.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody denies that Trump supporters were involved in the riot. I'm glad you mentioned that because you know, look, and you also mentioned in your article, and I'm going to highlight it here. I don't support violence. I don't support violent protesting. I don't care what you call it, uh, you know, unless unless I'm being attacked, I don't impart violence on people. Uh, so I don't, I don't support any of that activity that was going on up there. But, you know, it's hard for me to get, you know, justifiably get outraged though, because Ashley Babbitt was going into into uh, Speaker Pelosi's inner sanctum there uh, the way I understood where they were located at, uh, at that set of doors. Uh, and I've been there many times, but what, what puzzles me though is right there. And I saw it in the videos. I counted five. You just confirmed there were six, three SWAT and three police officers around her uh, right there. I mean, within arm's reach, I think some of them, mm-hmm. uh, there were no warnings given. This woman was obviously unarmed. There was no weapons involved. Uh, is that correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, she, unless, you know, having a scarf in her backpack counts as a weapon.
0: Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, so she goes into the window that's been broken by this guy with the furry hat on, I guess, uh, Mm -hmm. the way you described it. And she jumps up into the window. Was she encouraged by the guy with the fur hat or Sullivan, who I know was also there to go through that window?
1: I mean, I have I was the one that got the video. um, I have it captioned and everything. It's on my Twitter, literally Mm -hmm. John Sullivan, the charges that were brought against him of trying to have the police leave, he was trying to persuade the police office to let him come through because it's going to happen anyways. You know, he doesn't want anyone to get hurt any more than they've already had. And it's just a completely normal thing. I mean, she was absolutely influenced. Yeah. And, you know, I've had the I've had the chance to go out and actually meet her family, meet Aaron and Kayla, her significant others and meet, you know, her brothers and everybody and they're all amazing people you know the media is framing it as you know she's this terrorist and there's going to be bomb making supplies and all these devices all over their house no these people like to relax go to the beach hang out aaron is a a marine veteran these are some of the best people i have truly met in my entire life and it's heartbreaking seeing what they're doing to her and to her family
0: look it's not (laughs) people that have been in the military generally are not violent people. I mean, yeah, we've seen a few over the years. Uh, The last one I think that I remember was a Black Lives Matter guy uh, in Dallas, Texas. in one of Mm -hmm. those crazy events killing police officers and everything that had traveled to do that. Uh, But, uh, but for by and large, most of us uh, that care about the constitution of the country, we're not going to go out and kill people unless we're attacked. We have a right to defend ourselves. Exactly, uh, or troubled. Well,
1: and that's uh, thing, yeah. well, that's the thing. Is that's a lot of these people try and paint the narrative of Ashley Babbitt was was troubled. You know, all they they pull up these old no. lives and and her beliefs. She was the most level headed. She knew who she was, and yeah, she yeah. had an energy unlike anybody. She was unmatchable. That's what all of her family says. Is her energy level, it would put anybody as a shame. Seriously, but that doesn't mean she's a terrorist. She was a fourteen year right. Air Force veteran. I mean, for God's sake, seriously. It's just the media has so much power, and this just proves it. The fact that they can paint a 14-year Air Force veteran who's a woman who is completely innocent and in one of the most widely documented uses of excessive force in all of history, all of history, widely documented. If, this was, if she was black, can you imagine, though, the outrage? What would be happening right now? It just shows you. The media is not on our side.
0: Well, you know, that's another reason why I wanted to... You to come on, Taylor. I, I'm outraged. I, I continue to be outraged by this shoot. Uh, look, when I was in the Air Force, I was a commander uh, uh, twice, where I had large law enforcement and security force operations uh, uh, under my command, and and this was not a good shoot. Uh, and the the information, the lack of the dearth of information that's coming out about the the uh, individual that took the shot, uh, the why. uh uh uh, everything except for the propaganda against miss babbitt which as you said they want to paint her as some kind of nut job uh somebody that was uh dangerous and those kind of things which is absolutely not true if if she was dangerous why weren't the six police officers Mm -hmm. sitting on her uh on the other side of those doors you know it just doesn't make any sense so so did you see the the guy fire at her were you able to see that
1: um, at the moment, so I was next to John Sullivan. John Sullivan was to the left of me. We were directly across from her, mm-hmm. and I was recording in her direction. Uh, that's my angle of the video is where she falls out of the window, and she's moved. And John Sullivan was uh, the, actually the, the first one to see the gun and spot it, um, which is a little bit weird, right? A little bit fishy. Um, but no, I actually did not see. I saw the shooter temporarily after the shooting, so he shot her, and I got on the ground afterwards because I didn't know if it was an active shooter situation or anything. And he actually ran away following it. He, he ran from the shooting and that is against every single police protocol in the books. You do not run, you administer medical aid to the person you just shot. And that was another thing I'd like to touch on is the fact that there was the three cops right next to her. And then six, I mean, three more SWAT members on the stairs that are all trained to administer medical aid. And why was I another, um, journalist and a random guy named Medic there trying to administer medical aid to them while they're sitting there watching. And then they actually told us to stop because they're the ones trained in it. So we stop and naturally they don't do anything except throw a hat. I mean, a beanie in the pile of blood, a thing of gloves, an officer actually steps on it. That's on video. And they carried her upside down when she was shot right here in the shoulder blade through the neck. And mm-hmm. they carry you don't carry someone upside down if they have an injury in that area. Right. That makes no sense. And especially if she's alive, you wait for a stretcher and you put compressions on the wound, but and then they pronounce her dead in the hospital. I watched her die right in front of me. Her life drained out of her eyes right in front of me. And they're lying
0: about it because it created the perfect narrative. So, so those are the facts, the facts, just, they, they destroy the narrative. Every time I come across facts for different pieces of a node, I call them nodes of this incident. Uh, with the exception that, yes, Trump supporters were participating in the riot uh, at the Capitol steps there. Every time I come up against facts that the government has put out about these terrorists, domestic terrorists, it's an insurrection, it's sedition, uh, it falls apart when you, when you see the facts come out. Uh, and, and this is just another case, which is critically why I wanted you to come on, because, you know, you know what? I'm as opposed to police brutality, that especially that takes someone's life. I don't care what color or gender or whatever their belief systems are. I don't care. I'm as opposed to that as a Black Lives Matter protester is. Uh, and uh, and, and I'm, up, I'm upset about it. And I, I'm more upset that the American people are not coming together over this and, and insisting, insisting that an adequate investigation be done and stop this mindless barrage trying to make people into terrorists that aren't, because you're talking about 74 million people that voted for Donald Trump. And you know I have, a, I have a son that's in the military now, he's an NCO, and he just had his extremism training, and he called me just not long ago, as a matter of fact, and said, Dad, you're an extremist according to the definitions that these guys use because you're willing to, to die for the cause of, you know, the cause that I swore to defend for three decades in the military, uh, the constitution of the United States. And you have strongly held religious beliefs, such as, for example, I'm so pro-life that I'm against the death penalty. Uh, So, so I'm that pro-life, which is another reason why I wanted to have you on because you're the founder of baby lives matter. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But uh, so that makes me an extremist, according to the Department of Defense's training that they're giving in this standout. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they even talked about people that attend rallies. Uh, and that gets me to something else I wanted to ask you about. The, uh, there's two groups that are, uh, that are being, people are, uh, the government is saying were involved in the planning and execution of this insurrection and, and committed sedition. Uh, Although there's been no facts to support those charges. And I don't think any charges have been made actually uh, around those two uh, legal definitions yet. But, uh, and that is one called the proud boys uh, and another one called the oath keepers. Now I've been uh, at rallies that I've conducted where the oath keepers were there. And I've been at rallies where I was speaking where the proud boys were there. Uh, Both actually both groups were providing a, a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a belt around the event to it, with the mission of preventing any violence from the left. In both cases, they were events totally unrelated to each other. So, so this is, that's, that's my two face-to-face experiences with both of these groups. I know people that have been in these groups. I, uh, I've talked to them many times uh, I've interviewed Joe Biggs from the Proud Boys uh, on this show, I think three times over the last year and a half, two years that we've been doing this show. Uh, and he's one of the people that's been arrested, but he said he just walked through the doors of the Capitol when he went in, according to what his, uh, and I think, folks, I think there's a, a uh, effort to fund his defense too, by the way. I don't have that, but I will get it and I'll put it out. Uh, as far as like how you can donate to help Joe's defense. And, and, and Joe's a veteran, uh, as are many of the Proud Boys and many of the Oath Keepers. Uh, did you see uh, teams of, of Oath Keepers or Proud Boys uh, acting as, you know, tactical infantry? Uh, you know, they wouldn't have had any firearms, but you, you can see, you, you know, when you witness somebody that's, exercising small unit tactics in a chaotic situation uh, because they stand out. I mean, they, they're the ones that don't look like they're in chaos. They look like they're doing their mission. Yep. Uh, well, you know, uh, see any of that?
1: The funniest part about this is I did. I did. I did. I saw a lot of that, actually. But it wasn't coming from the Proud Boys. It wasn't coming from the Oath Keepers. And what people don't realize is Proud Boys weren't in uniform. Proud Boys weren't doing any of that. They I mean, Enrique Ontario, I know Enrique. I know a lot of these boys. Yeah. you know, they've they've saved me in a lot of situations from Antifa. Seriously. And, yeah. you know, from my personal experience, these are great guys. They offer security. And the only reason they're hanging out around is so there's no violence when Antifa wants to roll through. And I saw those small tactics. And I actually have a video of me completely covered in pepper spray and mace just dripping off my face. And because I was interviewing people outside the Capitol during the riot, I have a video, of Joe Biggs um, as well. And he did walk in. He told you the right account. There's videos of him literally walking right in. He didn't break the mm-hmm. windows in. He walked through the doors. Yep. Yeah, those small t- tactics were being carried out. And on my video, I have it. You know, I, I ask these men what their names are because they're cleaning me up. He's like, oh, they take out the saline wipes and start wiping me up. Let me hold your cigarette, man, because you know I lit up a cigarette because everything going on. I don't smoke. But I was doing it. And, you know, I helped, grabbed him my, uh, I mean, handed him my cigarette and my mic and everything. And I'm just recording and he's wiping my eyes and there's two of them. And I asked uh, one of them what their names was. And he just said a complete bogus name. And, you know, I kind of laughed and said, okay, thank you. And I asked the other guy and he says, proud boy. And I knew he wasn't a proud boy. These guys are all in bright orange beanies running around. There's hmm. at least 15 of them. You could probably see them in the footage, some of mine and all over the internet. They Stick out like a sore thumb to say the least. And neon orange uh, beanies on and they're going around administering medical aid to people. And, you know, I'm telling them, thank you. And right after they finish, I realized, you know, I know all of these Proud Boys. I know all of these people. And supposedly he's local. He's D.C., you know, Pennsylvania Proud Boy. No, I know all of them. He's none of those. And as I, after the riot and everything, I know I kind of looked more into it because I, in the moment when everything, all the bombs are going off and, you know, pepper sprays flying and people getting hit with fence grates, you can't really think in that aspect. But no, they, they were uh, absolutely there. And it was Antifa publicly in the open, telling people they were proud boys, telling people they were Oath Keepers. And that's I think that's truly where that narrative comes from. And they're just running with it. And I mean, you're seeing them, they're literally bringing these military tankers to, <laughs> not military, but they're bringing military grade tankers and these armored vehicles to, I believe they're Bearcats is what they're called. Um, to raid these veterans home and they're targeting veterans, especially that are in the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. And the other night, I mean, they raided this woman's home and this he's a, a veteran. He's actually in the service still. And they gave his wife a miscarriage because they wanted oh, to yeah. show. Yeah, they wanted to show a force. And it just shows, you no, these insurrection charges, sedition charges, they aren't going to stick. But these people are still in jail. I, don't, I haven't heard from Brandon Straka in God knows how long. He's off the face of the earth, and that's Brandon. Everyone knows who Brandon Straka is. He has a huge audience. Ever since that day, he's gone. They're just disappearing people at this point.
0: Well, government force has a tendency to chill speech, obviously, and suppress speech. And and I hope Brandon's okay. I've met Brandon. I've had him on my show, too. He's not a terrorist. Uh, And uh, I do think that he made a uh, comment after the fact on social media that said he should We should all be proud. You know, those that were there should be proud that they had the guts to go into Mm -hmm. that Capitol and stand up. Uh, I'm not I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is the violent rioting. Uh, That's just baloney. It's B.S. It should never have happened, especially from Trump supporters, because unless they were attacked and they were defending themselves.
1: Exactly. uh, And that's something the left does. That's a leftist tactic. That's what we shun them. And we, you know, look down on them so much for is destroying these cities. That's our narrative that we can actually use because it's it's truthful. But what happens yeah. when you mix them and we start doing the same thing?
0: Exactly. So so that's the thing that troubles me about this incident the most. Uh, uh, I've been hunting terrorists for a long time since I was a seventeen-year-old bomb disposal tech. God bless uh, your soul. And, and working against terrorists for a long time and uh, and the two. T- the terrorist that I know was there was the individual that planted the two pipe bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, and where and is the FBI and ATF? Hasn't haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want to, that's the other thing that I'm outraged about besides Ashley's, uh, uh, uh I think it's a murder, honestly. Yeah, it was an execution. I, I don't like using that term because I, I'm, I'm not a fan of what's going on with the George Floyd trial, the, the Derek Chauvin trial right now. Uh, I, I think, those types of things are are unnecessary, but uh, but she certainly was killed in a in a shoot by a so-called police officer that was uh, was not right. It, it doesn't look right. The facts don't support uh, uh, that it was right, uh, and there are too many questions that need to be answered about that shoot. So, but 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 the point is, this should not happen like this. We've got to, it, it, but but we're not going to get to the answers that we need to get, like who in the heck built and planted the pipe bombs? I've seen video of that perp looking like he's talking on a cell phone.
1: Yep, but then they, they can tap everybody's yep. parlors and get the geolocations off of that. But the, right. the most serious incident that happened that day, the thing that they ran the whole impeachment narrative off of everything. What? what where is it? We're, we're, it's yeah. very convenient that the FBI, we have the most advanced intelligence agencies, you know this, in the world. They yeah. can figure out every single person who was in the Capitol, in D.C. at one time, for hell's sake, but you can't figure out who plants a pipe bombs. You know the shoes, you know what he's wearing. There's traffic lights, they can't follow those. Like It's, it's, it's just BS, it just shows you. These people are not on our side. I mean, hell, I can't even, I have to show up six hours early to the airport to get on a flight when I go traveling for work. Because I am put through every single security pro- protocol. They call it a super Sunday. They, mm-hmm. when I go and check in, they yell super Sunday. I'm on a domestic terrorist watch list and on a witness list for what? For being my doing my job as a journalist at the Capitol. I can't buy guns either anymore.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you that. You mentioned that you've been uh, being, you know. Uh, Approached by intelligence agencies and those kind of things. So, so talk us through w- what the impact is has been on you as a person that went into the Capitol. Uh, and uh, uh, were you charged or ar- arrested and charged with trespassing? Or you know how did all that go down after the fact?
1: I was not arrested or charged. Um, they they sure tried. They sure tried, and I just had a lot of good friends and good places. And they were really looking out for me and I am thankful for that. Um, but yeah, they tried to arrest me for doing my job. And I mean, I'd still be in jail to this day if I didn't know the people that I knew, um, the journalists that I knew that kind of helped me get out of that situation. But I mean, they it got to the point of where I was being followed every day by you know, blacked out Ford fusions, multiple of them escalades. And you yep. know I'm seeing them everywhere I go. I go out to eat, there's someone in the parking lot. And you know it just got to a point of where it was un- intolerable. I'm talking on the phone and you can hear a total different conversation going on in the background and my phone's breaking up, you know, these random links are coming through, my phone is hardly working anymore and it's just, they're everywhere. They were all in my phone. I had to go get brand new phone line, brand new everything. And it it was truly insane, the amount that they were eavesdropping, listening, They they were always around for no reason. And that's an illegal phone tap. They do not have the authority to use that on me as a journalist. The exact same thing that the Obama administration is doing the Biden administration is now doing
0: well. Unfortunately, I think that the government operators were doing it under the Trump administration too. It was just going under. Oh, absolutely, radar because he had he, he really didn't have. Uh, much of a, uh, administration of appointees that were loyal to him, unfortunately.
1: And well, that was the problem. That was, that was yeah. why the administration didn't thrive as much as it could have. It thrived, but not yeah. as much as it could have.
0: So am I correct in assuming you had press credentials on you? That's what you showed. You know, you had folks to back you up with that and all that. So, so that's you, uh, what about the Sullivan guy? Okay. Uh, you know, he got arrested and released right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's been rearrested and charged. I can't remember the exact charges, but he has been charged after the whole thing about his video, him getting paid for his videos and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, But a a video emerged of him actually encouraging people to get into the Capitol and break down windows. Burn it down. Things and burn it down. Yeah, he's saying, we
1: need to get, we need to get, light something on fire. We need to get this on fire, you know, and he's threatening people saying, I have a knife so we can get to the front of the line. Where Ashley actually ended up getting shot, which is a little bit suspect. And, you know, it's just, he broke a window on camera, too, and the original yeah. charges that they brought against him didn't reflect any of those things. All these Trump supporters are sitting in prison right now, and he gets without to be on bail. house arrest. Without yeah. bail. And Yeah, without bail, he gets to be on yeah. house arrest. And, you know, it ties into his entire family, his dad. They have connections. They know Anderson Cooper. Why do you think they? he was paid $70,000 for a video of a woman being shot? That's impossible. I've been doing journalism. For over seven months now, I have captured, yeah. you know, some of the most viral moments, you know, Trump moments, him tweeting them out, him using them. And the most I've ever been paid per clip, and it's an outrageous amount per clip, maybe if you're lucky, $2,000. And that has to be yeah. a very, very high danger zone, has to have everything in it. it, has to be the perfect video for a narrative, but it isn't. And CNN pays him, CNN and then I, th- I believe it was ABC, Um, or NBC, uh, paid him $70,000. I haven't made that my entire journalism career, but he gets paid it for what, filming a woman die? I mean, where is the moral standpoint in that? I mean, the kid was basically raised on the Anderson Cooper ranch, if you really want to get into that. And these people are connected and there's a reason why they're paying him this money. There's a reason why he was in there with his girlfriend who was a CNN correspondent for God's sake. Like, and she didn't face charges. (laughs) <laughs> it's just all the evidence is right in front of him. The kid has Uber commercials. Like yeah. he's well connected, his family's connected and that's why he isn't facing charges. And even the charges he's facing now, I guarantee you, he's not sitting in a jail cell. He's sitting at home doing his own thing.
0: While while the Americans, uh, uh, I don't know what to call the other people, but I know the, the Trump supporters think they are Americans and they believe in America America first are sitting in jail without bail, uh, they're their veterans, they're their grandmas, uh, uh, the so-called insurrection plotting, planning, the, the insurrection charges fall apart when you look at even the, the Department of Justice's indictment of, of one of them showed the communications back and forth. And they're clearly talking about, uh, on the Oath Keeper's part, this was an Oath Keeper's uh, uh, charge, the, they're they're clearly talking about uh, taking taking out the Antifa people that they know are going to be there and protecting people from that, uh, yep. which has happened thousands and thousands of times uh, uh, in this country, especially since June uh, late May of last year. Uh, and, and it just falls apart. But they but the government continues with these charges, uh, well, and I hope they've got good attorneys. I really yeah.
1: Do. I, I well and they really they really need good attorneys i mean it's a witch hunt from the government it's what happened to trump but for the last four years but happening to civilians now we knew it was going to reach this point and we finally yeah. gave him an excuse to do it and they're doing it they're running with it i mean what what country do you know that only allows you know their military to have one political belief and that's the one that those military personnel the only ones allowed to be around the president that's a dictatorship you're putting soldiers and police on administrative leave and leave without pay because they're Trump supporters, they're, they're building up. I mean, you got the Space Force guy, you got, you know, the Marines Twitter publicly tweeting at a journalist, a civilian. It's against every law, against every regulation, but they're doing it anyways. And it's out in the public now that, I mean, you see what's happening at the borders. It's funny because they're trying to frame these Oath Keepers, these Proud Boys so much. They're the ones handling the border crisis right now. You literally have guys watching over these sex camps trying every single thing they can do, reporting it to the Tucson police, reporting it to everything. That's where they are right now. That's why you're not seeing them. All these guys that haven't been arrested, they're down yeah. reporting on what's going on at the border, That the crisis that was created by the current administration.
0: Yeah, this, the organizations, both of those organizations, I, You know, I haven't seen any evidence yet, and I've seen chart sheets, uh, uh, and, and there's no evidence there that they were planning to try to, to uh, hang anybody like Mike Pence or kill anybody like Nancy Pelosi uh, or, or even have a riot uh, mm-hmm. from those two organizations. I think the organizations they came from are the mythical ones, the unicorn organizations uh, uh, that Joe Biden just says is an idea, you know, Antifa yeah. and Black Lives Matter and anything else associated with the left. Uh, is where I think a lot of that uh, came from. And and unfortunately, it's going to continue unless we can get this government turned around to look at the facts and start working for all the American people again. Uh, Yeah, I really... I'm very concerned.
1: Oh, I am as well. I mean, this is... I have... I mean, you see Russia, China, North Korea, all of them, they don't respect us. When in a time in American history have those countries not respected us because we are the world power. The U.S. is the world power, and everyone knows us for that. We are respected because of that. We can take on any country we want if we really wanted to. And now we, the the other world powers that actually could have potentially, you know, had a run at it, they have no respect for us. I mean, China told us that we can't speak to them in a a position of power, for God's sake. I mean, it's going south really, really fast. I mean, they're already restricting guns. Like, I can't, I've been trying to buy a firearm since the Capitol, still haven't been able to. It's ridiculous. And, you know, they're, they're taking gun rights away from people right now. They're pushing HR1 through. I mean, we're literally seeing the end of our country. It's been happening over months, over mm-hmm. years. And yeah, years. that's what that's what it always happens. I mean, you look at Hitler's play, look, everything. It's a collapse of a society and it happens instantly. It happens over years behind the scenes and then it's almost instantaneously. And that's where we're at in America right now. And I really think it's only going to get worse unless someone does something. And the Trump administration has to. To be successful in 2022 primaries because that's where yeah. we're really going to know if we have a country left or not
0: yeah we've got a primary people like bill cassidy who i saw a comment from i'll just put it up here uh from william jones republicans don't have a backbone especially bill cassidy <laughs> well this is a republican i'm backing the republican party folks i just want you to know that i ran against bill cassidy and mary landrew and the people of louisiana didn't come out and vote enough and they all knew they all knew so y'all vote him out the next time he comes around uh, and get him the heck out of there. Uh, but I, I tried to tell you, uh, the man is, is, uh, is a liar and a cheat. So uh, don't tell me Republicans don't have a backbone. I am one and I have a backbone and, I, and I've defended this country and I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to stand up against anybody like Billy Cassidy or anybody else that tries to pretend that they are something they are not. Uh, because what we have to do is we have to tailor, I think, I think the answer to this issue uh, of, of this country that's not just divided, but now has two systems of justice, one for Trump voters, apparently, and America first people, and one for leftists. Uh, and unfortunately, the bureaucrat, bureaucrats in the government control uh, that system, and they're leaning to the leftists. Uh, we were seeing it every day, as I mentioned, in the military, it's now like that. Uh, I think if you went to a Trump rally and it's documented and the military can find out about it, you're not going to get a security clearance is what I'm hearing from sources inside the Pentagon, uh, which means uh, uh, I've never went to a Trump rally, but I voted for him twice. I publicly said that, uh, you know, uh, and and you know what? I held a top secret SEI clearance at the highest level of the United States government from the age of 17 till 55. Mm -hmm. And I I mean not be able to get a security clearance. So there's one way to fix this, I think. What do you think about this? Is that we do still have a constitution of the United States and we do have states that don't have to be have to listen to the federal government unless those mm -hmm. powers are laid out in the constitution of the united states and we need to insist on dismantling the federal government that's not part of the constitution of the united states and do it from our local and state level that's the only recourse we have left in my opinion exactly
1: yeah well i mean it's it's a lost hope realistically federally i mean for the next few years you have to take it back locally before you do anything federal and that's what people don't realize is local elections have always always been more important than federal elections, any federal election, because it's where you live. It's going to dictate your personal living every single day of your life. If you elect a shithead, you're going to get terrible policies. If you elect someone that's great, you're going to get America first policies. And that's really what we're seeing right now. And they have to get everyone out. And I really think the moment that's going to really have that, and I I love, it it is related. The whole thing going on with the stock market right now, with Wall Street bets, you know, kind of sticking it to the man, then yeah. putting you know hedge funds out of business. Um, it's amazing. That's what we need to see is the left and the right need to stop focusing on hating each other so much and each other's beliefs so much is because realistically, we are more alike than we are different. I can say that with Antifa, for Lord's sake. You know how much I hate those guys, but yeah. we're both anti. we're both anti-government. We're anti-establishment. We can at least relate on that. We hate the government. We hate what they're doing to the people. So let's agree on that, agree to disagree, and because I remember when we could I mean, agree to disagree and work together, that, that it all went out the window under Obama. So why don't we bring that back? Work with the left and the right. We come together. Yeah, we might not agree on a lot of things, but do we not? Would we rather take it out on each other and keep killing each other in the streets or would we rather turn all of our attention to these huge big tech companies, our federal government, all the tyrants, the people that are forcing yeah. us and creating this narrative of us even hating each other? That's the only reason we dislike each other is because the media tells us to. Really, it's because that narrative has been painted.
0: Don't listen to the media, folks. Uh, I think you're exactly right, Taylor. Uh, you know, It's something that I learned when I started running for office in 2014, uh, because I was reaching out to people that have D's uh, on the other side of their name, because I actually am a person that, that sees red, white, and blue, not red and blue, uh, as opposed to Joe Biden, who stole my line uh, from that campaign uh, in a campaign speech that I gave. Because when I flew over this country, there is no red and blue. There's no red and blue. Uh, uh, there's really no, uh, but there, there's no, no difference almost at all. I, I mean, Americans have always been distrustful of too much centralized government. Uh, Americans have always been uh, uh, pro-life. Uh, you know, I think it, it, it gets shown the most by those on the left being opposed to the death penalty and those on the right being opposed to abortion. I'm, I'm in the middle of that. Uh, uh, you know, I'm completely 100% pro-life, and that's the is- one of the issues that, that I think you're talking about, where we can come together, you know. Uh, I've fought for criminal justice reform because, you know, people like Joe Biden passed criminal uh, reform laws that, that increasingly and, and obviously were intended to harm one community because of the color of their skin, uh, even though the other community was doing the same type of drug Uh, use and those kind of things. It was just two different methodologies of using the same drug, cocaine. Uh, We're talking about crack versus powdered cocaine. That, those laws resulted in the state of Louisiana where I ran for office at, uh, having 75% of its prison population being young black men, ages 18 to 27. That's that's one of the reasons why, and, and I know a lot of my Republican friends and conservative friends disagree with me, uh, but the, the whole thing about having marijuana be illegal and a schedule one drug and those kinds of mm-hmm. things, that's ridiculous. That causes more people to go be incarcerated to become career criminals than they would have otherwise. And it breaks families. And that's the other thing is, you know, I think, uh, especially in the African American community, uh, we have so much in common when we, when we talk to each other and go look, the family has been is being destroyed. Government policies has destroyed the family, and it's not just black families, but you can see it in the data since the, the 19, since the 1930s. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, nuclear uh, family. Uh, I mean, uh, Matt Walsh, I think, uh, sent out a slide, or I think it was Matt, uh, for yesterday that showed the unwed mothers' data by race. Okay. And it's just astronomically high among the African-American community. That's a data-based view of how government policy has destroyed the African-American family. You know, Uh, and and, and instead of, you know, instead of the politicians and and listening to the media talk about how uh, Americans hate people of color and black people uh, and I'm a white supremacist now and all that, that's baloney. I'm just going to say it. It's bullshit, okay? Uh, because what what America loves is everybody to have the same opportunity, uh, and, and we fought a war and killed six hundred thousand of ourselves over that in in the 1860s to to try to get away from it, and then politicians brought in Jim Crow law, you know. Uh, so we've got to find. The common ground that we have that, that, I mean, 90% of what we have from a political perspective, I think we can find common ground on. You know, I was part of an effort to do away with a real piece of Jim Crow law as opposed to the fake one that Biden's talking about over in Georgia a few years ago here in Louisiana where we, you know, you didn't have to have unanimous juries in Louisiana for non-capital felonies. What does that do? Well, that increases your uh, African-American incarceration rate. In the worst state in the union, you know, number five among nations, you know. Uh, so, but we got rid of it, and the Supreme Court upheld it not too long ago. So, so, so we can do it. We can do it, uh, and that's that. I think is the key. Uh, but we've got to get people to stop listening to the big media and listening to people like you and me too. I'm a little guy, but uh, but I think I think for some reason this old guy thinks a lot of the same ways that young people like you think when it comes to that kind of uh, political thinking and, and ideological thinking. And it's just American, really. Yeah, it, well, and that's it, that's all it is. is It's
1: not illegal to think American. We are Americans. And naturally, yeah. we want to put our country first. We want to put our people first. And like you said, is we all live in America. We all bleed red. That's the reality. It doesn't matter. Skin tone doesn't matter anything. We live in the best country in the world and we all believe the same color. Why can't we be thankful for that? And even with pro-life and pro-choice arguments, why can't we come in and agree on with the left saying, hey, the fact that the black population has a negative birth rate in New York City, if you see a woman on the subway that's pregnant, she's more likely on the way to go get an abortion than to have an ultrasound done. And that's the reality of it, statistics-wise.
0: And that's I know, terrible. Breaks, why, why can't we
1: agree saying, hey, you guys are so against racism you guys are so, uh, you know, for protecting black life, supposedly. And you know, we are, we are too, but in different ways. Why can't we come together and actually adjust the root cause? Not these imaginary police brutality statistics that are put out by the media that are completely fake. And then they censor the FBI's real statistics on Instagram, Twitter. We're all aware of what they do. And why can't we come together and say, Hey, the fact that abortion is literally, this abortion industry is founded on racism. And this is the biggest I mean, the, the most racist industry in existence today in America, realistically. I mean, you got the yeah. founder of it; that she created it with the KKK. She attended KKK rallies. Is she's a you know, she's writing to her Nazi eugenicist friends, who he was caught you know mutilating people and experimenting on people without their without their will. And there's just so yeah. many things she wants to exterminate the black population. It's like why can't the left all these people that are based on opinion, their argument, and the pro-choice argument compared to the pro-life argument, which is based on science and facts, which the left is supposedly the party of, why can't they come and acknowledge that these are the science and these are the facts? And we are literally seeing the modern day
0: genocide
1: of the black population. If they want to address racism, they need to address where it actually
0: is. I totally agree with that. And I, and honestly, I think most black Americans would agree with that. I really do. When they look at the facts, I think they do agree with that. Uh, and it's time for us to come together outside of the political parties, uh, outside of the media propaganda, outside of the establishment, what I call the uniparty establishment in power in Washington, DC, uh, and in our state capitals, some of them, uh, and, and come together as a people to address these issues, uh, and what what is supposed to be America. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why Donald Trump was so popular, uh, yeah. Uh, and 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 his, you know, and the voting rates. I think the Democrats really are scared. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, said that they're scared. I think they really are scared because the Hispanic vote uh, on the border in the border uh, districts in Texas went overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. Uh, that the African American vote, especially the male African American vote, they could see uh, tangibly what was happening Mm -hmm. before the pandemic. Uh, and, and I think they're afraid. And I think you're absolutely, oh, absolutely. right. We've got to win uh, for America first in 2022. Take that House back and take that Senate back, uh, and then we can get something done. Because Joe Biden is so weak that if he's still in in those in those days, he's so weak he he won't veto a bill, and Mm-mm. we could fix. Well, and this. it's not.
1: Let's be honest. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Joe Biden. He's just signing the bills. I mean, you really think <laughs> that guy has? a thought process that extends past nap time and pull on my dog's tail and maybe fall up the stairs on air force one. I mean, the guy, I mean, his brains are melon. It's, it's elder abuse. Yeah. What they're doing to this person is a puppet right now. It's like, we all know Kamala's yeah. going to be the president. Just take him out, put her in already. We'll get the ball rolling. And I mean, yeah, it's
0: just, okay. It's just insane, okay. I was know? being kind. I was being kind. You're right. You're right, Taylor. See, that's what I need. I need people to just be straight on this program to, to get, Get us thinking right, because you're right. I mean, he fell up the stairs three times, the poor guy. Uh, I think it's elder abuse is what John Hannity mm-hmm. calls it. It's elder abuse. It's really sad. Absolutely. Because uh, I've met That's disgusting. Biden when he was vice president and when he was a senator. And we were both much younger men. And, it, you know, and, and he, he, he's probably not the smartest guy in the world. Like, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But, but he seemed okay you know, as a human being. Uh, and uh, and could actually be talked to. I don't think he can even be talked to these days. Oh no! It's I mean, why do you
1: think? I mean, there is not a single picture you can find of Biden or video where Kamala is not right outside of the frame or in the frame. And you know, them them hurrying, yeah. press away, them doing this and them doing that. It's obvious, and it's like, and the American people are realizing it. I mean, we are at a point of you know the mass red pill, the biggest awakening we've ever seen mm-hmm. in the world. But it's just. We don't I, don't, I truly don't know if it's going to be enough because it happened so late. If this happens when Donald Trump was first in office, all these Americans wake up to all this corruption, maybe we would have had a fighting chance. Now it's gotten a lot slimmer, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. It has. Uh, okay, we're talking about elections uh, in 2022. Uh, what have you seen in your travels? I know you've done some investigative work on what was going on in some of these states uh, about election fraud. Uh, I'm not talking about voter fraud, one specific voter, but election fraud uh, itself. Uh, uh, you know, what are you telling and advising folks to do so we can secure the elections in 22? Uh, so we don't have this problem that we just saw happen to us in Georgia uh, where we lost two Senate seats.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, really how I see it is we were at a point we you know when Trump was elected, we had all three branches of the government. And when he was essentially couped out, you know, Supposedly, um, by Trump supporters an insurrection by his own supporters doesn't make much sense to me. Um, yeah, he actually. Oh, crap. I totally just lost my lost my train of thought. All right. Hit me with a few more words. I totally forgot what you're saying.
0: <laughs> well, I drank a lot of coffee. This uh, you know, the election fraud. Uh, how do we fix that before twenty twenty two? Uh, I Absolutely. mean, I've been telling my my followers and, and my viewers uh, a lot of things, and I I had John Sh- uh, Dan Schultz from the PrecinctStrategy.com uh, dot com project on last week. I've had I've had the Louisiana folks that were able to stop their sec- Republican Secretary of State from renewing the Dominion machi- electronic voting machines contract and forcing it back to the state legislature to be debated. I've had those folks on. Uh, uh, So what are your thoughts based on everything that you've been seeing uh, and hearing about uh, from that perspective? How do we get it to where everybody can be confident in the elections in 2022, Uh, win or lose? Absolutely,
1: now that the brain fart is over, I'll lay it out for you. Um, I fixed it. Like I said, you know, perfect, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, You know, we, we have, as the GOP, you know, as a party right now, yeah, we don't agree with the GOP, we hate the GOP, but let's be honest, we're Republicans. That's what we are even if we hate the establishment. We had an election stolen from us in broad daylight when we ha- owned you know, two, two forms of the government. We had more power. We had the Senate and the executive branch. And they stole it right in front of us. And there was no repercussions, nothing happened. And this is a federal election. This is a president of the United States, the most powerful person in the world. How are we going to prevent that from happening again when they now own all three? forms of the government. The people that stole the election now have all the power. No one's yeah. going to investigate them. They own the intelligence agencies. And that's what I truly think. I think the federal election, as of right now, 2022, 2024, anything, it's a lost cause. And it's sad to say, because I think what people should be doing is focusing on their areas. Like you said, local elections. And in these areas, in these states that are red still, and that are being inflowed by these immigrants being flown to them, you know, open borders, you need to call your legislators, Every morning when you wake up, you set an alarm on your phone, you call them twice a day, and you have every single one of your friends, your family members, you all, you drive it, you drive the point, you say, no open borders, you have to stop this madness, we need to secure our elections, you need to audit this vote, you need to audit absolutely everything. We do not accept the results of this election, or any election after this. You know, we will, and you, the thing is, is what's sad is you, it's going to get to a point where we have to stoop lower than the left. And that's the terrible part about it, is because when you're backed into a corner, look all throughout history, history is repeating itself. You have to stand up and fight for yourself. And it's going to get to a point of where they just keep backing us up, keep backing us up. And they have this confined in this corner or these reeducation camps, as they like to call them. And it's going to snap the minute they want to come touch our guns. It's over. I really think that's going to be the drawing point is the second they touch guns, the world is going to see something like they have never seen before. And it's going to, it's going to be disaster. It's, so many lives are gonna be lost. And there's really, it's sad because it's gotten to a point where there, it seems like there's nothing we can do, but all we can do is secure our local elections, keep our local communities safe where you want to raise your kids right and where you want to have a great family and a great life. And it's sad because it's almost like we have to be in our own bubble. And that's re- that's the reality of it. It's like we have to, you know, it's the Simpsons. We gotta make our own Springfield. We gotta, we gotta dome ourselves up. Let's get the remaining of our Republican states that have good elected officials that aren't establishment. Let's get them the hell out. Be Texas. Secede. Combine some states if you have to. Whatever it takes at this point. Seriously.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Whatever it takes. Uh, it, because what I tell my supporters uh, over and over is buy more guns and ammo. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hear you. Don't don't tell me you can't find ammo. Yeah, you can. You just got to know when the truck shows up uh, out exactly. there, wherever, wherever you get it from. Exactly.
1: Uh, Just don't
0: land yourself ammo. on a watch list and you'll buy guns. Uh, uh, right. Uh, so uh, buy more guns and ammo, uh, train with it. And here's the key, folks Americans didn't go on offense. They did not go on offense in Lexington and Concord, they, we were on defense. Okay. At the Battle of Bunker Hill, what was one of the orders given? Do not fire until you can see the whites of their eyes, because that was the best indicator that the enemy, who was the mother country, our, I mean, pe- they all spoke with the same accents then, okay, uh, was really for real and coming for you. So we defend ourselves. We have a right to defend ourselves, and we will defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we must. Follow that, follow those rights, follow the Constitution of the United States, stay within it, and do the right thing. Defend your homes, your families, and your hearts when the time comes. And you will know when the time comes. And it's not in an offensive action like what some people did on January 6th. It's just not. I see no, I mean, we have got a troll. I see you've got a troll in the comments. Uh, she she doesn't like if it's really a she. You know, people use fake names all the who time. Knows nowadays. Doesn't like that we're talking about election integrity and those kind of things. Look, uh, the Democrats in in the Senate and the House and, and Stacey Abrams and all those were the ones saying the Dominion machines were bad uh, in
1: 2018.
0: Oh yeah, a few years uh, ago, uh, ma'am. So so we'll address you right there. I agree with Elizabeth Warren and Amy Klobuchar and Stacey Abrams. The electronic vo- bo- voting machines are not secure. Until we can do that, we need to have paper ballots and purple fingers. I, I defended the vote in, in Iraq at the risk of my life and my people's lives because it was worth it only because I knew it would be secure. Paper ballots and purple fingers. And if we if we have to go back to that to secure the election, we damn well better do it. And Nobody's talking about a conspiracy theory on this show. We're just talking about the facts, and the facts are this. There's too many questions that haven't been answered because of the social media and corporate media and Democrat and government propagandists that are out there telling lies. So the truth and the facts are we will defend ourselves. We can and should secure our elections and election integrity. Uh, and, now, and now she's saying that we're going to get shot. Well, ma'am, I fought for my country for 33 years, and I will continue to defend my family and my country according to the Constitution of the United States, and I will take on all comers. Taylor, uh, you've been busy, as we talked about before. Tell the folks about what you're up to. Uh, I know you, you write for the Gateway Pundit. Uh, I know that you founded... Baby Lives Matter, which is how I found out about you, I think, when you got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> times, yeah. We're having the audacity to paint Baby Lives Matter on a street, I believe, or a sidewalk or something. Uh, and uh, That's where I first heard about you. I hope to meet you in person someday so I can shake your hand for doing that. Uh, but uh, uh, but I hear you're having, you've got a new podcast coming, and uh, I would just like to say welcome to the Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I've been doing this for a I'm little excited. bit over a year, and I have a great time doing it. Uh, and I, and uh, uh, the troll is going crazy, folks. You should answer her. Give her some answers. Maybe she's getting some answers uh, and everything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not going to block you, man, because I believe in your free speech, even though you don't believe in mine and my rights. Uh, and that's the truth. That's a fact. Uh, so, so tell folks about your new efforts and your ongoing efforts and how they can find you
1: yeah, I mean, so I just created a new podcast. It's uh Taylor's Table Talks, as you can see, um, you know discussing political events, just the audacity of the left, just the ridiculousness of the world that we live in today. I mean, really, it's it's just gotten to a point of where all of us don't even know what to expect. It's like we live in a movie. Um, but yeah, I'll be you yeah. know that'll be coming out weekly, and you'll know, be having guests on locally um in Texas and all around the world. and I'm gonna have you on, let's be honest here. Um, but you guys can all find me at taylor usa it's t-a-y-l-e-r usa and that's on all social media platforms other than instagram it's backwards usa taylor i was banned of course um but you guys can find me there if you want to keep up to date um i have a writer profile on gateway pundit as well i upload articles monthly um really my next move right now is you know as you said you know starting my podcast getting the pro- uh, production of that really well and up and going and successful and then i'm actually going to be taking a few trips down to the border is my goal um, really trying to expose the areas of the border in arizona like tucson where no reporters are yeah you see them down at rio grande recording mm-hmm. hundreds of people walking through but you don't see these reporters at tucson recording the cartel chopping up little kids right across the border and border patrol doing absolutely nothing about it because they can't they legally can't and that's what's yeah. going on in tucson that's where all the kids are being trafficked that's where all the drugs are coming through Every single hour of the day. I mean, there's gun, there's literally firefights going on almost 24 7 out there from both sides of the borders. You can't even roll through that area with your uh, windows tinted. They'll literally shoot you. The cartel will kill you. The cartel is in America, and that's the reality of it. So that's kind of be my next project, hopefully.
0: Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm glad you're out there continuing to build. Uh, I'm going to be in Texas in the Dallas area the end of April, uh, first part of May for the Faith and Freedom Forum, or if you're going to be there, maybe, there maybe, that's, that
1: time. <laughs> maybe
0: that's where I can meet you at. Uh, yep. and if you haven't linked up with Brandon Darby, uh, who is the editor of Breitbart, Texas, he is an expert on the border and all of that cartel craziness. Uh, you need to link up with him and, and see if you guys can, uh, you know, go down to the border together. And, uh, if he's still in that business, I think he is. I had him on my show last year and, and about once a year to give us a, a factual update uh, on what's going on because the government is such a really piss poor, uh, purveyor of the truth and the facts other Not than the ones the that they want, they want their truth out there. Uh, if somebody says, uh, this is my truth or this is our truth. They're lying to you folks. Uh, Taylor Hanson, uh, journalist, uh, and author, baby lives matter founder and Taylor's table talk podcast. Uh, go find him. He's everywhere on social media. He does good work. He just puts out the facts uh, and he tries to do the right thing, ladies and gentlemen. And I appreciate you coming on, Taylor. Have a great one. Of course. Thanks for having me on, Rob. You bet. Well, folks, we really appreciate you uh, being on. uh, Even those folks that disagree with us and, uh, uh, you know, I'm glad that, we could put some comments out there and, and address some from our perspective on this show. Uh, and the, the real truth is, is that this is the United States of America. Uh, we're all Americans, uh, stop listening to the corporate media, stop listening to the uniparty propaganda coming out of Washington, DC and your state capitals and start listening to your neighbors, go out and talk to your neighbors. Uh, and, and that goes from everything to, uh, to fixing your elections if you think you've got a security problem, an integrity problem in your election system locally, uh, to defending your, your communities. Uh, there is no law that prevents you from talking to your neighbors to find out who of them is capable of defending their own families uh, so that you can have a plan to defend your neighborhood and your community. Uh, and I encourage folks to do that. But the key word here is defense. You know, Taylor mentioned... Uh, a potential conflict. Uh, those of us that have been in conflict, that have seen and done the killing on behalf of you, the American people, don't encourage that. But we encourage you to exercise your rights and be ready and be trained and take care of your own because we're Americans and we have a right and a responsibility to do that for not just ourselves, but our families our neighborhoods, our states, and our country, to be quite honest with you. Uh, And if that time comes, all I can say is please be ready and make sure you say a good prayer for this country. Until next week, I'm Rob Manus.